0: Good morning, tribe. It is Monday morning, July 9th for me. And I just wrapped up a live training in my Facebook group, Autoimmune Tribe, that I think that you are going to really enjoy. Because more than likely, pretty sure, we all have money shit. We have those gremlins inside our head that tell tell us that we can't, that it's too much, We use the words like afford and expensive and all of this little chatter in our brain that really blocks us from abundance. And so I'm going to really dissect how I have removed some of those limiting beliefs around money in my own personal life and growth, as well as how to call in and be an energetic match for the number that you desire in your bank account. So I can't wait to share this training with you. I hope you enjoy. If you have any questions, feel free to tag me after you listen on social media. Welcome. Today, I am going to teach you how to manifest $111 for my program, 21 Days of Healing. However... This process can be used to manifest any amount of money in your life. So I'm just having fun with this today and playing around with a manifestation of 111. But if you want to set a different goal, you can set a different goal. It might be your monthly income goal or maybe it's just an extra $1,000 to fix your car. Whatever it is, whatever you desire, set that intention right here, right now how much money are you going to manifest today? I'd love for everyone to do at least $111. So first we have to figure out what might be blocking you from that amount of money using 111 as an example. So I used to start this process by writing out every memory I had around money, every memory, ladies, every single one I could remember. And so for example, One of my memories around money is that the time the time that the consumer's energy man came to our front door and my mom told us to hide and not answer it because they were there to shut off our electricity because we hadn't paid the bill. Or another memory of mine is that time that I overdrafted my account and the bank called me and I was so embarrassed of over overdrafting my account. And then you may want to start at this step you may want to start right here and write down list out some of your memories around money and especially if you're new to manifestation that's where i used to start i used to start with this just like brain dump onto the page where i was writing down down any even like so small these little memories you guys it might be as small as for example for me uh one time i asked my dad if i could have twenty dollars to go to the mall and he said i couldn't have twenty dollars he was like no i don't have 20 dollars to give you but you remember it so even if it's it's, it seems so small in your life it's significant because you remember it so write it down write down all of your memories around money and that's how i typically will start but because i've been through this process of removing my own money blocks a lot of times now i'm going to be really transparent with you as well. Running your own business brings up all of your money shit. It, it brings it all to the surface every little bit. So there's a lot that I've worked through. So there has been so much that I've, I've had to kind of debunk in order to get where I am today. So now instead of writing down all those memories, because I've been through that process several times, I actually start with meditation and I will close my eyes, and I will sit tall through my spine, and I'll just visualize my crown chakra, like this door opening up, so that I'm able to receive any of the main messages that I need to know about that current situation. So start by writing out your messages, your memories, excuse me, and then if you feel like you wanna connect to your intuition in this process as well, you can also take five minutes to meditate close your eyes, invite in any of those main messages that you may need to receive today. So that's how I usually start now is I'll just meditate and I'll usually get a really clear visual in my mind and I'll see younger version of Sarah doing something. And that's usually my clue on on what might be blocking me on that particular moment. So again, if you aren't ready to tap into your intuition right away or you haven't been through my intuitive soul school, then start with a list of memories. So write those down and let me know in the comments, how much money are you planning to manifest for this training? Are you going to stick with $111? I think I saw Whitney is manifesting 500. Go girl. That's awesome. And then you're going to write down based on those memories how they have defined your relationship with money. So the first part is that here's these memories, like the time my dad said I couldn't have $20. But how did that actually affect my relationship with money? So when I was told no, when asking for those $20, my belief then became that there wasn't enough money to go around. There wasn't enough money for me. That first memory that I shared about the energy guy coming to the door, that event, experience memory, created this fear and avoidance of money. So my brain said, okay, if I just hide, everything will be okay. That second memory I shared with you, the one of overdrafting my account, and these are real memories of mine. So I overdrafted my account that created this belief that I wasn't responsible with money or I wasn't responsible enough to be able to take care of money or handle money or not overdraft my bank account. So what are some of yours? Share them with us in the comments or in this autoimmune tribe Facebook group on what are some of the memories and how have those memories actually shaped your relationship with money? Now it might take you a second to actually sit and go, okay, here's a memory. Now, how has this impacted my relationship with money? And to really start to feel in your body some of the ways that it may affect you today. So share them with us. Lauren's manifesting $111. Abigail, 2,500 euro, which translates to $3,315. Hell yeah, sister. That's amazing. So now you should all have at least a small list or idea of what some of these beliefs around money are as a whole. Now I want to get clear, and this is probably one of the most challenging parts, but I want us to get clear on how these beliefs have kept us safe. I repeat, how these beliefs have kept us safe. You might be going, what, Sarah? (laughs) These don't sound like supporting beliefs, right? The belief that there wasn't enough money to go around may not seem like a supportive belief. Well, no, it's not. But originally, you and me created this belief to support us in some way. It was to feed the ego and keep it happy because the ego is the part of our brain, part of our mind that wants to protect us, to keep us safe, to to play small and not to take big risks or gambles. So, how has this belief that if I hide from money, everything will be okay, actually supported me? I'm really asking you to think outside of the box here. Well, in my case, it has made it so that I don't really look at my bank account, so I don't worry as much about the number that's in the bank account, because I feel like I can always run away from it and it will be okay. So maybe I have avoided some stress because I just don't, eat, I just don't even deal with it, right? Because I'm like, if I, I can always hide. I can always hide from money and then it'll, it'll sort itself out. The belief, my second example, my belief that there isn't enough to go around. How has that belief actually supported me? Well, it's an excuse for not having to take risks. For example, I might not put my name into the hat uh, for some new position uh, or promotion at the company that I work for. Uh, this is just a hypothetical example. Um, <laughs> Autoimmune Tribe is a one-staff company right now. There's no promotions. So, but just thinking hypothetically. So you, I wouldn't put my name into that hat because I, my belief is that there's not enough of the company's money for me to have more than I already do. There's not enough to go around. So I want to stay where I am. And that also prevents the potential disappointment of not getting the job or being let down or feeling hurt or not feeling good enough or feeling smart enough. So I'm um, taking myself away from the vulnerability in order to play safe. And my because my belief is there's not enough for everybody. You guys get where I'm going with this? Who needs help with theirs? Put them into the comment and I'm happy to help you uh, understand how a belief around money that you've created, intentionally or unintentionally, consciously or subconsciously, is actually supporting you. Or at one time, you created that belief to stay safe. It seems counterintuitive for us to talk about how these beliefs have actually supported us, but it's, it's very important to, to take this step. It's critical because we need to acknowledge that our body is not against us here. It was not just creating these random beliefs to hold us back or to keep us stuck. It was trying to protect us. It was trying to keep us safe. Our body will always try to keep us safe and revert to that survival mode. Let's see if you have any questions. (sighs) If I don't like it, it doesn't hurt me. Yes. Don't look look doesn't hurt me. (laughs) I think both of those work, actually, Mandy. If I don't look, it doesn't hurt me, right? That was the avoidance one where it's like, if I just hide from my money, it can affect me. And... The reality is then you have, you have no idea what your financial situation is. We'll get into that in a second. But Mandy, in your case, how has that, that not looking actually kept you safe? Well, you answered a little bit in your comment, which says, I haven't been able to be hurt by money because I just don't have a relationship with my money. Do you guys get that? Abigail. We never had money as a family, but there was always a way. I grew up seeing my sister always being given money if she wanted it and every time she and every time she was in debt. This has taught me that there is always a way out of my troubles and I can rely on other people. That has kept me safe by not taking risks and the working to my own money and 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 working for my own money and doing well for myself. That does make sense. Yes. Yes, yes. So It's like, well, someone's always going to be there to to step in and help me. So um, this belief that is that it it will always be okay. Hi, I'm Jill. Jill says, I have a weird one around not having money to buy food at the cafeteria when I was little. That's exactly the type of memories I want you all to, to think about, though. It may seem insignificant, Jill, but you still remember it. You still remember not having that, that, that money to buy the food and... I'm sure that you had some strong emotions, maybe embarrassment or guilt or shame or like that you w- weren't enough. So you said, uh, now I have weird food, money things, but not sure how to understand it or how it helped me. Well, think about you as little girl, Jill, in the, the line in the cafeteria and, and then realizing or whatever that, that memory was for you, right? Where you're like, oh, I don't have enough money to eat today. What were the emotions that you felt first? Feel into that. And then what, are the, what is the belief that you created because of that? So because you didn't have enough money, you said here that you have some weird stuff around food and money. Well, maybe you feel like you have to penny pinch in order to buy food and that you might not have enough to, to buy food to, um, to feed yourself. And so you are really protective of your money and you're really hesitant to spend it. This is just hypothetical. You tell me if this relates, but that's a belief that you may have drawn from that experience, which is that I have to keep all my money safe and protected and locked up because any day, any given day, there might not be enough again. And that feeling that there wasn't enough on that day in the cafeteria really was traumatic and it really hurt and I really felt embarrassed by it. So I don't want that to happen again. So you might be somebody, again, hypothetically, you might be somebody who keeps their money really close to them and that you might be pretty frugal and um, afraid of not having enough. How has this supported you? Well, if you keep all your money really safe to you and you keep it, you have a lot of money in your savings or you just are really aware of how much is in your bank account and making sure that you, you know, there always is enough. Well, that supports you, right? because you have a savings or because you uh, are uh, really aware of your money. Again, hypothetical, but that could be a positive on this experience. I am super protective about spending, (laughs) yep, see, money on food and not wasting it to extremes. Yes, so now you are an extreme, probably saver and protector of your money, which in some ways supports you, but in other ways probably holds you back from things that you maybe want to invest in but are too protective of your money to actually invest in and therefore you may not have that experience that would propel you um, in your personal growth, personal development as an example. I love these examples that you guys are sharing. Lauren says, I've been working since I was 14 Because I always wanted to provide for myself and be independent with money, but since I lost my job in 2016 and was pregnant and couldn't get another job, I have not worked since and have had to rely on my husband for money. This has caused me to be more aware of our finances and what we can and cannot afford when before I had my own money and could do what I pleased. Yes. So even um, using Lauren's story as an example, um, the 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 experiences that we remember are not all from our childhood they could have been from 2016 like lauren's where she was like so used to being this independent woman and having um, a handle on her finances and then she went through this 180 and a lot changed and that change didn't feel really empowering for her it didn't feel really good for her so i would challenge you lauren to say okay here's this experience i had what beliefs around money have i created now You may, um, it actually may be on a more personal level for you. I'm just intuitively feeling into this. And it may um, be actually less about money and more about self-worth. And you may have felt that money, and this probably goes back to a younger childhood experience for you, you may have felt like money um, was a symbol of worth. And if you had money in your bank account, then you could take care of yourself and, and you were an independent woman and that provided probably confidence and empowerment. And then when that, that disappeared and life changed, now you might be thinking, oh, am I, am I worthy? Um, there's probably guilt around it. There's, um, probably this kind of like questioning of, uh, well, if I can't support myself, like, am I lovable? Am I good enough? All of these crazy things that we talk to ourselves, the the voice inside our head, right? And then If that's the case for you, if you're questioning kind of self-worth, you may have developed this belief that like you maybe you're not worthy of money or something or because you don't have money, then X, Y, Z. Okay, well, how has that potentially supported you in some way? Well, in your case, if you aren't working again, I'm just making up your story, but um, if you aren't working, maybe you're able to spend time, stay at home with your child. And in, in so many ways, then that saves you money for not having child care, et cetera. Um, and you're able to to be home with your kid. So that's probably supporting you in some way, even though on an emotional level, it probably hurts you in some other ways. Okay. Any other examples you guys want to share with us? So... Again, this step is really critical because our body is not against us. It's not creating random beliefs. This is because of something we've experienced in our life. And then ego comes in and says, hey, I want to keep you safe. I want to keep you protected. I want to baby you a little bit. And... It's not against us. I want you guys to really drive that home into your brain. Your body is not against you. Money is not against you. Money is a fucking neutral energy. Literally, it's a piece of paper. And most of the time it's not even a piece of paper. It's just a number on your phone or number on your computer. So why do we put so much value to it? Why do we we attach so much emotion to it when it's literally just a neutral energy and you give it the purpose that you decide you choose whether you want money to impact your entire life and you want it to control you or you choose to feel empowered and liberated and grateful for the money that you have in your bank account do you guys understand what i'm saying so money is a neutral energy or neutral object when it's in its paper form and you choose how much value you give it yes yes money has this big societal purpose where we there's constantly an exchange of energy but that's exactly what it is it's just an exchange of energy so when I pay for my electric bill, that's an exchange of energy. I'm exchanging what we call money for electricity. Do I have to be pissed and angry about that? No. Why would I be pissed and angry about that? I have lights on, in my house and I'm able to charge my phone. I'm able to talk to you. So I'm grateful for that exchange of energy. You guys see where I'm going here? So when you start to shift your mindset around what money actually is, that's another huge peace to debunking some of these beliefs and you realize why did i give money so much fucking value in the first place why did i let it control me when it's it's just a neutral energy lauren says you are exactly right good <laughs> okay good so next i want to ask you if there is anything that you are committed to that is in direct conflict with what you desire i'm going to repeat that is there anything that you are committed to that is in direct conflict with your desire. So for the example I'm using today, for all of you who are are, uh, manifesting that $111 as an investment for 21 Days of Healing, what might be in conflict with you spending $111 on this program? What is in conflict with you spending $111 on this program? I'm going to use some hypotheticals again. For example you may not prioritize yourself and you may, I'm just full transparency, honest, honesty here. This might be your situation. You may rather spend $111 on a really nice date night with your man. That, that might be that quality time with your man, your partner, man or woman, at this moment in your life, may be way more important to you than your emotional healing that you would get through 21 days. That is completely up for you to decide, but it's important for us to realize that are we making excuses on and, oh, I don't have enough money, or is the priority actually date night with your man? Does that make sense? So that would be that would be a commitment that you know dinner is actually a, um, in a direct um, conflict <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for direct conflict with this investment that you think you want to make, but really, this is a higher priority to you. You may also have an underlying commitment to staying ill. I'm just going to pause for a second because I know that that may have triggered some of you, but I want you to be really honest with yourself. It is not the case for all of us. We don't want to be sick, but on the deepest, deepest level, some of us do. And again, I'm so sorry if that triggers you today, but I hope that if I do trigger you by saying that, that it actually opens this entire doorway for you so that you might explore it. So let's explore it in my case, because you know what? I was committed to being sick. I was committed to being sick, you guys. That is my truth. So I'm just going to throw it out there on the table, and I want to see if that resonates with you at all. So, I have or had three younger siblings, and they all had very complex challenges, issues, mental health, illness, addiction, etc. And so, my parents gave them way more attention and acknowledgement in just time, really, than me. Then I developed a chronic illness that demanded a little bit more of their attention, that attention that I had been craving from them. So I want you guys to think about this in your own context. Are you committed to something, maybe even illness, that is in direct conflict with your goal? And again, I'm using this example of 21 Days of Healing, investing in yourself, not only the money investment, that energy investment, but also you're, when you do invest, you're also committing towards growth. You're committing to transformation. You're committing to healing. Is there any reason that you don't want to heal? There might be, and it might not be easy to uncover, but it could, it could absolutely be there. It might be for the, uh, the attention, like me. There's nothing wrong with that, you guys. There's nothing wrong with that. But now that I know, I can say, I don't want to be sick. I just want attention. So screw being sick, right? Let me just open up my throat chakra and speak to my parents and say, hey, I want more love. I, want, I crave your attention. I, I need it. I want to feel just as loved as your other children. So let me catch up on your comments here. Aubrey, I am committed to my passion of being a teacher, but oh, it just moved. It conflicts with the amount of my money I desire to make. Does that work for this, or is that a limiting belief I need to work through? Perfect, actually. So, so Aubrey, just to repeat that. So she's committed to being a teacher. She's passionate about being a teacher. She probably fucking loves being a teacher, but. Teacher salaries, unfortunately, in the United States are very low. I don't believe that you, Aubrey, and other teachers listening are, are compensated fairly. And that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but I want to think about this more in the context of manifestation and money blocks, money beliefs. So you have this passion, but then the number that's assigned, the energy that's, that's assigned to that passion does not align with or match the money goal or energy goal that you have in your brain so what i see is really you're just on a vibrational match right now for that that number and so in your case um there's there's probably a belief in there as well like you said is that a limiting belief probably because you probably have this belief that as a you know a Third grade teacher, whatever you whatever you are, I'm, I'm totally guessing. Um, as a third grade teacher, I, you know, maximum money that I could ever make per year is like 55k. Again, totally guessing. But and you're like, but I feel like I'm a 100k woman. <laughs> like what I have to offer my students in the world, I value that as a at a hundred thousand dollars. So then there's this 45 thousand dollar gap. Well. If here, you know, in the, um, the balance that you have right now is I'm a third grade teacher and I make $55,000, that's the current reality. How do you make that leap? In this case, you can do the inner work and you can work on raising your vibration to be a match to 100K because here's a truth that uh, maybe you haven't considered. You may receive unexpected money at any point in your life. It can always come to you when you are open to receive it. So I want you to keep yourself open to additional income, whether that literally is a check that shows up in your mailbox or it is something that you do on the side to make up for that 45k gap. I also want you to visualize yourself in a job you love making $100,000 because it could be possible and i'm just again using these these numbers as an example but um see yourself making that 100k and start to visualize it start to manifest it so that your brain your subconscious actually sees it as a possibility because what you're saying right now is that it's not a possibility right so start to see it as a possibility and then also think outside the box. Well, I want to be a teacher. I love teaching. But do I have to teach in a public school system? No. Do I have to teach in a private school system? No. There's, there's so many other creative options and outlets for you that could be potential other paths that might be more of an energetic match for how much money you, you crave and you desire. So those are just a few things to think about, Aubrey. Perfect. Okay. So, what are your underlying commitments that conflict, directly conflict with this investment or with whatever amount that you're calling in and the purpose that you have given it? So, in my case, I don't want to heal for 21 days. I want goddamn attention, (laughs) right? So, therefore, it's not a priority for me. And... In most cases, which is actually not true, (laughs) if you're just jumping on, that was based on a story I told, in most cases, the language here should really be changed from, I don't have the money, I'm too busy, I can't right now, maybe next time, to, let's be really honest with ourselves, this is not a priority for me, honestly. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be everyone's priority. But if you are ready to prioritize your healing, I guarantee that your investment into 21 days of healing is worth that exchange of energy. So I want to talk about excuses right here. Write down your excuses. What are your excuses about not having $111 to invest into yourself? What is your excuse for not, um, Abigail's was around like $3,300. What's your excuse for not being able to make that amount of money? We always have an excuse. There's always some excuse our brain can make up. Okay. And again, it's trying to keep us safe. It's not against us, but it's trying to keep us safe so that we don't have to do big, scary things. Ego loves to stay small, loves to stay protected. It loves to feel comforted. So Write down the excuses you have on why you can't spend the money, why you don't have the money, why you'll, you'll never meet this goal, why it's, it's just not for you, good things don't happen to me, right? Like that, that's an excuse in and of itself. Draw is down. draw down and look at them closely. There's so many excuses that we can make. And as you write them down, I want you to ask yourself, are they true? Or are they simply excuses? Put some of the ones that you have brainstormed into the comments. And then I want you to imagine that I gave you, me, Sarah Small, on the other side of this call today, (laughs) I gave you the same excuse that you're giving me. So I'm going to tell Sandra This is just an imaginary Sandra. Hey, Sandra, I can't invest in that program because I'm out of town the first weekend. What would you say to me? Here's what I would say to you. I would say, Sarah, that's just an excuse. If you do that program, just do it. You're going to make it work. You can always come back to it later. You're going to figure it out. Don't let that one day out of town, two days out of town make you not invest in yourself. So let's figure that was in a 21 days of healing excuse. Let's use an excuse outside of 21 days of healing, because I know we're all working on different things. Say you're manifesting uh, $1,000 for a new iPhone, because that's how much iPhones cost these days. (laughs) More than that, actually. But we're just going to keep it an even uh, $1,000. And I say to you, I can't afford that new iPhone because I only make ten dollars an hour. What would you say to me? Would you say, yeah, you can, you're can. you never going to have that iPhone, Sarah. Wishful thinking, never going to get it. <laughs> you might, I don't know. But here's what, what I would say to you or to whoever made that excuse. Okay, I understand that you, and I don't like using the word only because you're limiting yourself even by saying that. Let's just say I make $10 an hour, but is it possible that I cancel my Spotify subscription? That's not that much money, but say I, I cancel a couple of subscriptions to save a little extra money. Also, afford is really just another way of saying that you are not an energetic match for that iPhone. Whoa, words today. I can't afford that iPhone equals I am not an energetic match for that iPhone, honestly. And you guys can see that as limiting or defeating or you can see that as empowering as fuck because (laughs) all you have to do is change your vibration and then bam, you are an energetic match for that that iPhone and $1,000 seems easy to spend. What if you worked on calling in some extra cash and raising your vibration to match that of the iPhone? Because believe me, every single one of you listening can buy a new iPhone. Absolutely. It's possible for every single one of us. I want you to see it in your hands. Miracles happen when you expect them. I saw that on Instagram the other day and I was like, fuck yes. Miracles happen when you expect them not when you don't expect expect them. So when you see yourself buying that iPhone, investing in 21 Days of Healing, buying a new car, taking your <clears throat> kids for an awesome vacation, going out on an amazing date night with your man, whatever your goal is, that is something I want you to see as already true. I want you to expect it to happen and manifest it And then let it come to you. So keep believing that this is possible. Keep believing that the universe and the abundance in the universe is limitless. Because you're totally going to get that iPhone if you want it. And if you're an energetic match for it. And you're totally going to be able to and give yourself permission to invest in 21 days of healing if you want it. If it's a priority for you so now we've really uprooted a lot of chatter inside of us a lot of the chatter let's see what some of your comments are oh one of jen's excuses i want to heal now the work has been done and done and done and done and now i'm tired i'm just too tired right yes So when you go through those excuses, jot them all down. Get vulnerable and real with yourself. Ask yourself, what are the excuses that I'm making? And then ask yourself if they're true. And I think you know, right? You did hashtag all excuses. (laughs) Hashtag keeping safe and small. Yes, you know, girl. So that's just an excuse. And if I said that to you, Jen, well, I'm tired. Autoimmune tribe. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> you know, what would you say to me, right? Like, what would you say? Like, what if I was like, I'm going to quit up-leveling. I'm not going to invest in myself anymore. And I just don't want to. That may not be your exact conversation in your head. But if I said that to you, what would you say to me? Abigail, um... How do I explain myself, what I do, and the wealth I make to other people? This means using my voice and I don't feel enough. Okay, so it sounds like the excuse, or maybe this is actually more of a limiting belief. The limiting belief is I'm not enough or I don't feel like I'm enough or using my voice, speaking my truth is too scary. So start back at the top there with that's the belief. Okay, well, how does that belief serve you? Okay, what are you committed to that's in direct conflict with the goal that you ultimately want? What excuses are you making? Are they true? And what would you say if someone told you that? About Jill says, about manifesting money for a vacation with my husband's family. Excuses, I have to not have fun and I can't do all the fun things in order to feel good. Ooh, that's a really interesting one. I bet you a lot of women resonate with that where it's like we're not allowed to have fun. We've labeled ourselves as chronically ill or I have like I have this disease. And then we also then don't um, feel like we can have this duality of disease and joy, disease and abundance, disease and uh, pee your pants laughter. Something inside of us has probably created this belief that those can't coexist. Do you resonate with that, Jill? I've resonated with that before, and I've talked to clients who have resonated with that before, where it's like something inside of us says a limiting belief. It's not just something. It's a limiting belief inside of us says that those those two things cannot exist when they can. and There's proof of it. Some of you listening are literal proof of it. You might fucking love your life, and you have celiac disease, and it's, it's not preventing you from having an amazing life. Yes. Jill resonates. Erin resonates. Yes. So in that case, the limiting belief is that they, they um, can't coexist. And then what we would want to do is say, okay, well, that's a limiting belief. Now, what, what as a result has happened in my life because I believe that? What have been the consequences The consequences of that belief, for example, some consequences of that belief for any of you who have this belief could be that you hold yourself back from having fun, that you feel guilty when you have fun, that you um, are less social than you ultimately want to be at the core. And so I want you to think about some of the negative consequences been of that belief But also, remember that the body did not create that belief out of spite. The body created that belief out of safety. So go back and figure out, how has this belief actually supported me? Are there any silly excuses that I'm making that are keeping me stuck with this belief? What's keeping me continuing to say that to myself? Well, I can't do fun things. I can't feel good on vacation. Like, I have this illness. I'm not allowed to go on vacation in the first place because I'm sick. Like, whatever that crazy talk is inside of our head, think about that. Think about some of the um, excuses that we make. And then uh, I want you to think about what you would say if I told you those same excuses. What would you say to me, Sarah Small? So we have, again, really uprooted a lot of the chatter inside our head. It's okay if you're feeling um, almost a little unsettled right now. Because uh, right now we're going to shift into rewiring the brain. And this is part of the, 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 honestly, some of the hard part of healing is that we, ha- we are not always required to. It's, it's not a prerequisite or a requirement to be uncomfortable in order to heal. It's allowed to be easy and be fun sometimes. But sometimes it is uncomfortable. And sometimes shit gets tossed up to the surface and you're like, whoa, <laughs> this is uncomfortable. This is hard. This is vulnerable. And that is okay too. It's allowed to feel a little uncomfortable in your bones right now. But now I want to calm the nervous system back down afterwards and rewire the brain so that when you leave this training, you feel more supported and empowered to invest in yourself or the possibility of whatever financial goal you set in this hour today. So I want to tap together. I am going to verbally explain this and anyone on Facebook will also see this. So take, I like to do my pointer finger and my middle finger. And I take those two fingers and I'm just gonna tap uh, on my inner eye. So right about where the, the start of my eyebrow begins on that um, bone above your eye. And I want you to repeat after me as you're tapping on this part of your body. I am worthy of abundance. Keep tapping. You can even repeat that in your brain a few times. I am worthy of abundance. And then I want you to move those two fingers to your outer eye or about where the um, end of your eyebrow is. And I want you to repeat after me. I can be an energetic match to my desires. I can be an energetic match to my desires. Good. And then we're going to go under the eye, right around your cheekbone. You could be gentle here. I want you to repeat after me, there is limitless abundance available, there is limitless abundance available. I want you to go under your nose, keep tapping, right under your nose above your lip, there's a name for that little thing, I can't remember what it's called, (laughs) and as you tap here I want you to repeat after me. $111 comes so easily to me. Or you can fill in the blank with your own number. $111 comes so easily to me. I want you to go to your chin. Tap your chin. I open myself to receive this $111. I open myself to receive this $111. And then either using your two fingers or maybe even your whole hand, I want you to tap on your chest right below your collarbone. And repeat after me in any way possible. In any way possible, this $111 is going to come. And I want you to take your hand under your armpit, kind of on your bra line, and I want you to tap right there. Two fingers or maybe all of your fingers and repeat. I release control of the how. The how it's going to come. I release control of the how. And I want you to tap on top of your head right on the crown, kind of like a monkey, and say. And I allow that $111 to come easily to me. I allow it to come easily to me. Keep tapping a few more times. And I want you to release your hands down and take a big breath in and a full breath out. (sighs) Breathing in new abundance. (sighs) Exhaling any feeling of lack. (sighs) Good. Now you can do this over and over again as many times as you want using that same language as you tap those energy meridian endpoints of your body or you can put your own words in there. The last thing I wanna talk about today, and first, let me know how that felt for you. Any just even minute little shifts already from a little bit of tapping. But the last thing I wanna talk about is that money loves purpose. Money wants a purpose. Money doesn't just want a purpose, money needs a purpose. It's just energy. Think of it just floating around, like you can mold it and you have to, it's not gonna know what to do until you say, like um, almost like a a computer program tells, you know, when you push B for a B to show up on the screen, you're telling it what to do. You're telling the pixels how to create shape. Money needs to be told what to do. So how much are you manifesting today? Is it a thousand dollars for an iPhone? Is it $111 for 21 days of healing? Is it $5,000? Well, if that $5,000 isn't for one thing, I want you to get clear on what it is for. Is it for rent? How much? Two thousand for rent. Bills. Another five hundred for bills. Another five hundred for food. Another five hundred for um, a weekend trip that you're planning away. Another five hundred for some of the savings you want to put into your account. Get super super clear on. Okay, not just I want ten thousand dollars. Cool, awesome girl. You can have that that $10,000, but you need to give it a purpose. So where are you going to put that $10,000? What are you going to do with that? What, What purpose are you giving it? 111 is super easy because if you're calling in that amount today, the purpose is simply for that investment into 21 days of healing. But I want you to get clear on that and be mindful that I'm not just calling in a random amount of money. I'm calling in this specific amount of money in order to invest in X, Y, and Z you guys feel refreshed releasing the how that was a shift yes 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 I'm gonna tell a short story here the first time I did a money manifestation challenge I was manifesting three thousand dollars and I manifested the, the first two thousand pretty quickly pretty easily for my business and then I was like okay where is this other a thousand dollars going to come from and so A few days before I had planned to actually see this money in my bank account, I've told this story before if you've been around on Tribe for a while, I received two checks in the mail because we were watching a dog for a family that was in need. We were watching their black lab for a while. And um, the owners, like two aunts, like aunts and uncles, sent us like several hundred dollars each. And all of a sudden I had manifested $3,000, but I would, if I had said this money has to come from one-on-one clients or this money has to come from, um, the teacher example, right? Um, I, my, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars, but my, all that money has to come from teaching. Well, you're like the highest person paid person at my school makes $60,000. Where's that going to come from? Well, don't, forget about the release, the how, and just call it in. Because sometimes those little miracles happen when you expect them to happen. Does that make sense? When you expect them. It was calming, overwhelming, overwhelming positive feeling towards my desired amount. Yes. Whitney's going to manifest 3,000 in order to release, uh, be released from the debt that is on the forefront of her mind. Perfect. So if you had $3,000 today, Whitney, what purpose would you get it? Give it. Would you put all of it towards um, getting yourself out of debt, or would you put a thousand towards debt, another <clears> thousand, excuse me, towards something else, another thousand towards something else? Think about what what is the purpose you give it, and maybe it is all towards the debt, but you figure that out. And then now, as we wrap this up, I want you guys. I just have a couple more notes I want to take home, you to take home with you, and a challenge. Every penny, nickel, dime, quarter that you see on the street today, I want you to pick it up and I want you to take it home with you. Every dollar that you spend today, I want you to say, so you're at the grocery store getting groceries after work tonight and you swipe your card at Whole Foods and it's $85. I want you to say, there's more where that came from. There is more where that came from. You tip your Uber guy five bucks. There's more where that came from. And then I want you to write in your journal. Hopefully you have a journal. If you don't, go get one. They can be life-changing for affirmations and manifesting. Write in your journal, Money comes to me so easily now in increasing quantities from multiple sources. It's a Bob Proctor quote. Money comes to me so easily now in increasing quantities from multiple sources and then believe that it's already there believe that it is already there any questions i hope this has been so helpful for you to manifest as little as 111 up to $5000 $10000 whatever your big goals are you can use the same process same shift and rewiring of your brain in order to be a match for that abundance in your life. Remember, money is a neutral energy. Give it purpose. Appreciate it. What you appreciate grows. Find that deep gratitude for every penny on the street, showing money that you respect it. Trust the magic is going to happen. And I want you guys all to invest in yourselves right now. Trust trust the fucking universe. Trust that you listening to 52 minutes of this today and manifesting $111, that it's absolutely going to come. You trust the universe so much that it's going to come that you go click and roll right now. hope you enjoyed today's training. Just a loving reminder of how much abundance and opportunity is available to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for listening, taking your time to tune in, and I hope to see you in my program, 21 Days of You.